been a while since I preached, and uh, sometimes it takes me a couple services kind of get back in the groove. <laughs> but I'm gonna try to do all that tonight, and uh, I'm I'm gonna try to be brief. Uh, I know that uh, won't offend some folks. <clears throat> but I believe that God has spoke to me something that I would like to talk to you about tonight. I'd like to take your attention this evening uh, to 1 Peter chapter 5 and uh, want to remind you about service on uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday night church uh, right here and uh, be here. Let's have a great move of God. I'm going to be announcing some things that we're going to be doing and uh, uh, in the next few services. <clears throat> and I believe that God has got his hand on us. I believe that God's got his hand on us. Praise God. First Peter chapter 5, and I'll begin reading with verse number 5. First Peter chapter 5. In verse 5, uh, likewise, <clears throat> you, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, be clothed with humility, for God resisteth God resisteth the proud God resisteth the proud and God giveth grace to the humble he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble verse 6 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may Exalt you in due time. Boy, I could preach about that a while. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7, casting all of your care. I, I, just, I just resisted temptation then, just right then, if y'all don't understand. <laughs> I started to go chasing a rabbit right there, but I didn't. Casting all of your care on him, for he careth for you. The writer here has given us some very important wisdom. Let me go back to verse 5. You can be seated because I, uh, I learned that if you want people to like you, let them sit down. And I need everybody here tonight liking me. I don't need any enemies. I find them easy enough. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, be clothed with humility, 
For God resisteth the proud, and God giveth grace to the humble. You want the grace of God? Humble yourself. Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. God's got a perfect timing for everything. God knows when he walks through the garden whether you're ripe and ready for the harvest or not. He knows whether it's time for you to uh, be brought up. He knows whether it's time for you to uh, be exalted. Listen, God's got all this. We just got to be faithful to God. Casting all of your care on him, for he careth for you. So the writer has given us some incredible Bible teaching right here about humility. The writer is teaching us about submission, the importance of submission, the importance of being clothed with humility. God is given us a Bible study about resistant, how he resists the proud. And God is confirming that I will give grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season, casting all of your care on him, for he careth for you. And, and the writer is given us this incredible uh, wisdom. And then in verse number 8, he says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, your adversary, the devil, your adversary, He's identifying who our adversary is. That is the devil. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. We've got an adversary. We've got an adversary. And the writer here in 1 Peter chapter number 5 begins to sum our adversary up and identifies the adversary as the devil. You know, to many people today, the devil, Satan, is a figment of someone's imagination. There's not really a devil. It's just they, they identify the devil as something that has uh, uh, horns and a long tail and a pitchfork. And uh, some has him identified in the color red. Some has him identified in the color black. I don't really know what color he is. But I do know that he exists. He exists. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the word of God talks about the devil. 
The Word of God talks about him. There is seven different books in the Old Testament that makes reference to the devil. The book of Genesis, 1 Chronicles. The book of Job. Job mentions the devil 12 times. The book of Psalms makes mention of Satan. The book of Isaiah makes mention of Satan. The book of Ezekiel makes mention of Satan. The book of Zechariah makes mention of Satan. There are 19 books in the New Testament that give reference to the devil. Every writer, every writer in the New Testament refers to the devil. Jesus Christ, during his time on this earth, made reference to the devil approximately 15 times. The Bible refers to Satan over 174 times. I'm here to tell you that Satan is alive today. My friend, Satan is alive and well and very active. There was somebody tried to come up with some kind of a doctrine that the devil has already been bound. I told that person, I said, you haven't been to Tulsa, Oklahoma, because Satan is very active and very much alive in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've been other places that the devil is alive. And so it's important that we have an understanding. It's important that we have an understanding of who uh, our adversary is. Our adversary, the devil. The devil, the devil, the devil. I'm telling you, hell, the devil works on us continually. I'm, I'm here to tell you that Satan is after everybody in this building. Everybody faces the devil. Probably everybody under the sound of my voice has had some kind of an encounter with Satan today. Uh, you've got to be alert You've got to be aware that the devil, that roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. If you want to title my Bible lesson for tonight, I'm going to title my Bible study tonight, Living in Lion Country. That's where we live at. Right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we're living in lion country. We would want to think that there's no such thing as lions that are seeking us and out to destroy and to devour us. But I'm telling you, some of you passed so close to the lion today. You don't even recognize, you don't even understand how close to that roaring lion that you've got. You, you don't even understand how, how close you've got to that lion 
I'm telling you, we've either got to be uh, living our life on line alert or you may end up the devil's dessert. Uh, we're living in lion's country. We're living in lion country. Where does lion li the lions live? Let me tell you, they live right here. They live right here. They, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we've got, we've got some lions that are in the house of God tonight. There is, there is lions that is in the church tonight. They have come clothed in sheep's clothing. They're pretending to be harmless. They're, oh God, help me preach. Help me walk in the Holy Ghost tonight, God. Uh, we've got to understand that there is a power and there is a spirit. Uh, you want to think maybe that, that the devil is somewhere way far off. Uh, we want to think that maybe uh, the devil got kicked out of heaven and, and uh, so he's somewhere in outer space. But that is not, that is not the case. Uh, the Bible speaks of Lucifer being kicked out of heaven because of pride and because of his arrogance. Uh, the book of Ezekiel talks about it. The book of Isaiah talks about it. And even Jesus spoke of Satan's fall in the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. And he said, I beheld Satan as the lightning fall from the heaven. Uh, we read in Job 1 and 7 uh, that the Lord said unto Satan, uh, from whence comest thou? And the devil admitted, I've been going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down in it. Uh, let me tell you something, the accuser, the great accuser, the great accuser is walking on the planet earth. Uh, the Bible tells us in Matthew 25 and 41, then shall he say unto them, on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's a spirit of Satan that walks on the planet earth. There's a spirit of the devil that is in this place today. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world, notice that that is the little g, the God, go, to, go, go with me, please follow me tonight. Uh, give me some monitor, I feel like I'm, I'm choking up here. Uh, give me some monitor. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse number 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, in whom the God, notice that God is not, is not spelled with a capital G, but it is a little g. And it is the God of this world that is referring to Satan hath blinded the minds of them which Believe not, lest the light of this glorious gospel of 
Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Let me tell you, Satan is working right now. Satan is working right now. Satan is working. If he can't work on you any other way, he'll put blindfolds on your mind. He'll cause you to get blinded when you hear the truth and you see the truth and you get a revelation. All of a sudden, here comes the blindfolder. Oh, Satan himself trying to blind your mind, trying to confuse and, and call. Oh, God, help me preach right now. Satan right now is trying to confuse your mind. You hear the truth, but you don't get the truth because you're blinded. You're living in a world where truth is prevalent, but yet you're living in darkness because of the darkness of your own mind. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. It's not the believers. It's those that refuse to believe. It's those that don't want to see the glorious gospel. It's those that don't want to see the light. It's those that don't want to have, oh God help me. It's those that don't want to understand the truth. You're happy living in your dark world. Dark, God help me preach. You're happy living in your darkness and your chaos. But God's truth, that marvelous light is trying to shine and to show you the truth. Right now, God has put you in a church where there is an anointed apostolic preacher that is preaching, thus saith the word of God. But you're not seeing any light because you're satisfied in your blindness. Ephesians 2 and 2. I told you it's going to be a Bible study. I may do a little preaching, but right now I'm just doing some teaching. Just some loud teaching. I'm excited about what I'm preaching tonight. I'm excited. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's something about this truth that it'll set you free. <laughs> the reason you're in bondage is you don't want the truth. You're toying around with truth. I, I, I feel this. I, I, I feel this. You, you need to open your eyes. You need to open your understanding. You need, listen, they, there's been enough doctrine preached around here already tonight. Man, those singers, I didn't know what they was doing. I didn't know what those men were doing coming up here and getting Bibles. I didn't know what was about to happen. But I'm telling you, they gave you a Bible study. They gave you a crash course on the doctrine if you just look if you just listen to what's already been said you wouldn't be on your road to hell tonight you wouldn't be lost without God tonight but we're living in line country we're living in line country that's where we're living, and we've got so many adversaries. 
We've got, listen, hell comes dis, 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 uh, uh, disguised in so many different disguises. Hell comes with false doctrine. Hell comes with gossip. Hell comes with jealousy. And here comes the devil with envy and strife and gossip and all, all of the enemies of the church. We're living in lion country. We're living in lion country. We're living in a country where there's all kinds of adversary and hell is doing it. Listen, I'm preaching it tonight. We've got to be sober. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be observant. We've got to be watching because the devil, the devil has a roaring lion and he is seeking whom he may devour. Ephesians 2 and 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Anybody thought about lately how much power is in the air? Right now. Right now, hey, you playing with your phone, you ought, to, you ought to put it down and listen to the preacher for once. Quit playing with your phone and listen to the preacher. See the power of the air. It's got you. Get off your phones. Matter of fact, some of it, oh, Lord, help me. I've been, I've been feeling, I've been feeling something. Now, some of y'all about to, some of y'all about to have a heart attack right now. But this church is fixing to go on a media fast. I ain't starting it tonight, but we fixing to. We fixing to be going through some fasting. We're going to do some prayer time. We're going to have we're going to have some week-long 6 a.m. prayer meetings. We started this back a few months ago. Started having one Thursday out of every week uh, men's prayer meeting from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And there's, there's been a change in our church. There's been a change. But we're going to start, we're going to start doing that a couple mornings a week, maybe maybe five mornings a week. We're going to do it for a little while. I can't say we're going to do it forever, but we're going to do it for a little while. And then, then we're going to start some fasting around here, fasting of food. Hey, we need God to do some things. We need God to answer some prayers. There's some of you, there's some of you, you're blinded. The God of this world has blinded you. The God of this, the God of this world, not the God with a capital G, the God with that small G, it's just the devil. But we're living in lion country. I'm trying to make people sober. I'm trying to make people vigilant. 
I'm trying to make people sober and alert. I want you to hear. I want you to hear the rattling in the bush. I want you to know that could be your enemy coming after you. That could, oh God have mercy. You could become a lion's meal. You could, it could be your last sound that you hear. Satan, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is roaming the earth. The devil is roaming the earth right now tonight. He don't have a red suit. He don't have a pitchfork. He don't have horns on his head. He looks like normal people. And he comes and he's presenting himself that he is your best friend. He's roaming the earth like a lion. He's prowling. He's seeking for somebody that he can devour. He's seeking for somebody on this earth that he can take down. He's seeking for somebody that he can put a bad spirit in. He's seeking for somebody that would be a carrier of a spirit of hell. Satan is prowling. Where does the lion live? He lives on planet earth. That's where he lives. He lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where he lives. He lives in Sepulpa. He lives in Glenpool. He lives in Broken Arrow. He lives, oh my God, he just, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. What kind of strength does a lion have? Proverbs 30 and 30. Proverbs 30 and 30. A lion which is the strongest among beasts and turneth not away from any. That's the roaring lion that I'm preaching about. I read that a lion has... A normal lion has the strength of 21 strong men. Let me tell you something about a lion. A lion is a powerful foe. A lion has supernatural strength. The attack of a lion is vicious and it's overpowering. And let me tell you, if you're a child of God, you have become a star target to the adversary, the devil. It's startling to think that Satan can come in to the heart of a man in such close in such closeness with Jesus as Judas Iscariot Judas knew what it was like to see the blind eyes open 
Judas Iscariot knew what it was like to see the deaf ears unstopped. Judas Iscariot knew what it was like to see Jesus stop the funeral possession of the widow of Nain and start speaking to that lifeless child of hers. And the young man set up and start holding conversations. Judas Iscariot was there when Lazarus had been dead for three days. Judas Iscariot seen the miraculous. Judas Iscariot seen the lepers cleansed. Judas Iscariot did not have a lack of miracles, supernatural miracles. He had excess. He seen the working of Jesus. Not only that, he was one of the 12. He was one that had obtained a part of the ministry. He was one that had a promise. He was one that knew what it was to sit in close fellowship with Jesus Christ and commune with him and talk to him. He could ask Jesus any question. He knew what it was like to be around Jesus. But what Judas failed to realize that he was living in lion country and he was the prey that the lion wanted. I remember I preached a message at the peak conference, high value target. The problem with the high value targets is they don't realize how high value they are to the kingdom of God. And they don't realize their value to hell. Let me tell you something, backslider. God loves you and he cares what happens to you. But you've got to understand that's why you've got to have a continual relationship with God because when you're not watching, hell is watching you. You're being stalked right now. You're being stalked right now. Somebody ought to get the heebie-jeebies tonight. Because when you look over your shoulder, you may be glaring right into the eyes of the lion. And you don't even recognize that lion. Because you think that lion is, is, is like an old fuzzy teddy bear. And it's not real. It's just mythical. It's, some, it's, somebody's, it's somebody's fake imagination. That's really not my enemy. That's really not my... I'm preaching to you. The devil is after you. And what hell wants to do is take you down. What hell wants to do is cause you to be a reproach to your family. Hell 
all want you to be an embarrassment to everybody that knows you. It all started back in the Garden of Eden. He lies to Eve. He came to Eve as a beautiful creature, not a detestable beast. Satan chose something that would be beautiful. Let me tell you something about hell. Hell always finds a beautiful vehicle to travel in. Hell always finds what you like. Hell always finds hell always finds what turns you on the most. Hell's oh God help me. But while you're sleeping, hell is observing you. Hell is watching you. The devil is paying attention to everything that you're doing. I was laying in bed during my recovery process and I just said these words we're living in lion country never had thought much about it never have preached it before living in lion country that's what we're doing this this listen the god of this world has got the minds of people blinded you can be looking at the lion and you don't even realize it eve didn't Eve was having a conversation with a serpent. And the devil, the devil was giving her counsel. The devil was giving her advice. The reason that God don't want you to partake of this forbidden fruit is that you'll become a God yourself. Hell's telling you, if you'll just go away from the church, you can be anything. There's some of you have had so many letdowns by hell. You ought to be awake right now and you ought to be shouting right now. Preach it, Brother Dykes. You've been lied to. You've been beat up on. You've been cheated. You've been talked to by the devil. How much pain are you going to have to go through before you finally wake up? I'm going to tell you, if hell has its way, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's, that's, that's when the devil's got you where he wants you, when he's finally destroyed you. Satan, he never shows us the consequences for the road that we're traveling. He never shows us the journey, the end of the journey that we're on. He doesn't show that. He blatantly lies to us. He mixes a little truth. He mixes a little truth just to keep us baited up and just to keep us coming his way. The adversary, the devil, your adversary, the devil. I'm trying to make somebody sober-minded. When Satan begins to talk to Eve, he paints God as some uncaring being 
a killjoy. The reason he don't want you partaking of this, he don't want you to be a god. That's, that's a lie that the devil loves to use. One thing I've learned about Satan, and I'm a whole lot closer to being finished than you think I am. But one thing I've learned about Satan Satan likes to attract the wounded, the feeble, and the young. Satan don't usually get somebody that's shouting the victory. He finds somebody that's isolated, a, a straggler, somebody that's getting farther and farther away from the herd. I read in this about the stragglers. One thing about the lion that they have determined that in Africa lions lay out and watch. They watch the herds. They watch the zebras. The lions know that their own strength, they know their own strength. But he also knows the strength in numbers. That's why I preach about forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. A little phrase that became very popular during the pandemic was we're stronger together. When they were trying to shut the churches down I was trying to scream, we're stronger when we come together as a church. The pandemic, they was wanting to isolate us and get us off to ourselves, quarantine us. Let me tell you something about COVID-19. It was a spiritual attack on the church. And let me tell you who it got. It got the weak. And it got the feeble. The strong that said, we're going to church. Guess what? we still here. But the weak and the feeble, we lost some of them. But one thing they've learned that, that the lions know their strength, but yet they also know that there is strength in numbers. And the lion lays up in grassy areas and, and, and they, they know they need to stay hid. And they wait for the prey to come close to them. But the lion, when they are laying up in these grassy areas, waiting and waiting and waiting for their moment 
to attack. They realize that we've got to stay away from the herds. They watch the zebras, and oh, that's one of their special meals to find a zebra maybe that is crippled or is wounded and can't keep up with the herd. And when they find that little zebra that is maybe in trouble, that is where the lion's interest begins to be tweaked. And that's what they are looking and they're observing. And when they realize that the little zebra cannot do anything to defend itself, then that roaring lion, that roaring lion that goeth to and fro makes its move on that little injured prey. But that lion would never have attempted that as long as the zebra was running with the herd because there's a thing called stampede. And I'm telling you, if a lion goes up into the middle of a bunch of zebras, they're going to stampede that lion. There may be one or two up and get injured, but they're going to stampede. That lion ain't coming out of that alive. That lion knows that. I'm telling you, there's power in numbers. We need to get together. We need to pray together. We need to be together. We need to, we need to have unity in the house of God. We're living in lion country, honey. We're living in lion country. We're living in a place where there is, there's always that adversary that is ever present. And he's always watching you. We've got to stay together. We've got to stay in fellowship. I read a story today. There's some things that lions are afraid of. And one of the things that lions are afraid of is fire. I read this story. There was in the jungles of Africa a doctor and his wife. After flying from America and then after a day of bird watching and photography... They went to bed in their tent with a campfire outside. They had been warned to keep logs on the fire all night so the lions wouldn't come in to their tent. The fire was blazing hot when they fell asleep. They went into such a deep sleep that the fire became smoldering embers. And when darkness settled in, Elinus stuck her head into the tent and tore the head of the doctor off of its body, of his body, right in front of his wife. It's important that we keep the fire burning. It's important. It's important. It's important that we keep the fire burning. It's important. That's what I'm preaching about tonight. We're living in, we're living in dangerous times. We're living in the end time.
We're living in the last of the last days. We're living in that hour, in that day, when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. If you've got a weakness, trust me, in this end time, it's going to be revealed. Because you have an adversary. The devil is watching you. The devil listens to your conversations. He watches your actions. He watches your church attendance. He watches the smile on your face when you give in the offering. He knows, he knows how to read you like a book because he's been studying you. The adversary. Finally, brethren, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion and he is seeking. Whom he may devour. Steve Cordray, the devil's looked at you today. The devil heard your conversation. It wasn't just yours, he heard mine. He's studying me. He's studying you, Brother Jazz. He's studying you, Brother Nate. He's studying you. He's observing you. You don't even know it, but you don't even know what kind of beast may be hunched over behind those bushes waiting to spring into action. I read in the past, I, I wish I'd have read it again today. I read in the past about the distance that a lion can jump from a crouched position. It blew my mind. I can't remember. I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to guess at it. But it's unbelievable how far that lion can jump in just one leap and in just a split second. He's taking you, apart, taking you apart, devouring you. But the devil likes to use intimidation. And that's why the king of the beast, the king of the jungle, likes to roar. Because the roar is intimidating. You're talking about a frightening sound. It sounds like the roar come from right behind you and it may be 30 feet away. Or, but it's intimidating. And hell, the devil, the adversary, is seeking whom he may devour. That's what he done when he presented himself before God.
and God of all people. God of all beings. God's not a person. He's a spirit. But God of all beings said, have you considered my servant Job? What you doing, devil? I'm just walking up and down, to and fro, seeing who I can cause trouble with. You know why God mentioned Job's name? Because he knew as long as the devil was messing with Job, everybody else was all right. And he knew Job was going to be all right. The devil. We're living in lion countries where we're living at. Let's stand. I'm closing. I wonder, do you realize how close to the line you walk today? There's some of you timid young ladies. It would frighten you to know how close to the line you walk today. Some of you macho men. You'd be shocked to know how close to the line you got today. The adversary. You was close enough, he could have took you out. That's why we got to pray. Because if we're praying, if we're praying, he can't touch us. He can roar. He can intimidate us. He can frighten us. Hey, I'm one of them people that if I'm working in a quiet situation and I think I'm all alone and you walk in there and say good morning, I just about jump out of my skin. I'm all into what I'm doing at that moment my kids has walked in my room and scared the daylights out of me I wasn't expecting anybody to be there brother cook and there's one of them kids and they laughing so hard they can't even quit laughing if I'd have hurt myself they couldn't have done nothing to help me because they just seen the funniest thing they'd ever seen That could have been a lion that could have jumped out and got me. We're living in lion country. We're living in a troubled age, a troubled hour. We're living in an hour that anything can happen right now.
We're living in trouble times. And you know, the devil studies us. He knows where my weaknesses are. He knows where your weak points are. But Satan's got us so blinded, we can't even see the warnings. Some of you are so sure of yourself. You're so certain. If you're praying, it's all right to be certain. But if you're not praying, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you need to realize I could be lost. I could go to hell. Be sober. Let's let 2022 be a year of soberness. I'm not preaching against laughter. I'm not preaching against being happy people. But we need to be sober. Every one of us need to be sober. God, make me sober-minded. Make me vigilant. Make me, make me where I'm watchful. How close to the edge are we living? How close to the end of time are we living? Be sober. This is serious. It's the end time. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when God's coming back. My Bible tells me no man knoweth the day nor the hour. No man knows it. I tell you when God's going to come back, when he gets good and ready. Some say this has got to happen, that's got to happen. I don't know if I'd do that if I was you. I think I'm going to just leave this up to God. When he says enough is enough, I'm ready to go. He's God. <laughs> he made 200 sextillion stars. I guess he can do what he wants to. I just preached about that a couple weeks ago. He made 200, that's the number 200, followed by 21 zeros. That's how many stars NASA says there is. They've took great telescopes and figured that number out. I don't know how they've done it. Who knows how scientists do things? I don't know. Sounds incredible. It's good preaching material, I can tell you that. But he's God. And if he wants to save you from trouble, he'll save you. But if he chooses to allow you to go through some trouble, you might as well just hunker down and buckle down and go through it. Because he's God. He's God. This is God we're talking about. This ain't 
this ain't some redneck from Podoc, Oklahoma. This is God. This is the divine creator. I don't even know if there's a place named that in Oklahoma. I just made that up. One of them homemade places. He's God. We're living in lion country. We need God's protection. We need God's protection. You don't know what kind of trial you're going to face before the sun rises. You don't know. The devil could be setting you up for a big fall, a big trap. We are living in lion country. to and fro as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Hey, let's just come to the front and pray. I don't know. Man, I ain't never preached this before, but this is what I felt. I'm living in lion country, God. I need mercy. I need angels to protect me. I need angels to go in front of me and help me. I'm living in lion country. I don't know what kind of trap I'm going to walk into tomorrow. I don't know what kind of difficult situation I'm going to face.